The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Hello, welcome back, everybody. I'm happy to have you all here today. I'm going to do my best to not lose my voice. It's been on the verge of leaving me today, so... Not a good thing when you're hosting a talk show, radio show. So, again, welcome back. I am excited to have our guest here today. This is um, somebody that is one of my Colorado people, Boulder people, Ken Bechtel. Um, very excited to have him on today because we are going to be talking about how to find a high-quality man and how to get him to approach you and actually stay interested in you. This is a topic that I know I want to know more about, and I am sure that a lot of you want to know about. So let me tell you a little bit about Ken. Ken is what I'd like to say one of those high-quality men as well. He has this amazing podcast um, that is very successful. It's called um, Speaking of Partnership, and he's interviewed tons of experts. He brings a lot of great advice into the dating and relationship, love kind of environment or world that we're in. Um, For over 15 years, he's um, been working as, well, he's the creator of Invisible to Irresistible. Um, It's a live training event that he does where he shares his insights and amusement as a speaker, educator, and relationship mentor to help women blossom into their fullest expression, get their needs met, and be loved for their unique beauty. Um, He, again, as I said, his Speaking of Partnership podcast is heard of in over 100 countries around the world, Um, and I feel very fortunate to have Ken here today to help us learn how to open ourselves up and attract these um, amazing kind of men. So, Ken, welcome. So happy to have you here. Have you here today? Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah. So, you know, before we get started, tell. I would love to just hear a little bit of background from you about how you got started in this business and why you do it. Absolutely. And I, I've got to ask, because I know I screwed this up when I had you on my show. <laughs> How do I pronounce your name? Shelly. See, I remember I told you I used to work with a woman who went by Chelly. And uh-huh. so I see it and I can't help but think of that. So it should be so simple. Shelly. Okay, I got it. Well, Thank it's you. not. And trust me, I just need <laughs> to wear a t-shirt or make an announcement whenever I talk to people that that's what it is, because that's probably the number one question I get asked in my life. So I'm glad well, you asked. There, I'm glad I could contribute to that, that statistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for asking about that, Shelly. And, and here's kind of the, the short version of it is, I was that guy or that kid that everybody asked for relationship advice. 
It oh, literally wow. started when I was in fourth grade. Really? Wow, you yeah. were born to do this. <laughs> I guess so. Um, what what I kinds of things brother, were they asking you in fourth grade? You know, yeah, my older brother's friends, you know, they're a couple years older. They're starting to quote unquote date. Mm-hmm. And they'd come ask me stuff. And I would just look at them like, what? But then That's I would so- have advice for them. And I don't know where it came from. And that just kind of evolved. And as I got older, it was, I started doing spirituality work when I first moved out to Colorado. And, and that was probably 20 years ago. And everybody wanted me to teach classes on relationships from a spiritual perspective and and male-female communication, male-female energy. And so, yeah, in in some way, I guess it was just my path that I was was born into ever since fourth grade. Wow, it sounds like it. I love that. That's that's when you know you're doing what you're meant to be doing. Yes. (laughs) Cool. So let's get into this. Um, You know, I work with so many women who get into this pattern of dating men that they just are not a good match for. Either they have these really unhealthy relationships or they get guys who don't seem to value them. Or, I mean, this sounds kind of bad, but I like to say like they date below them. Like a lot of women who struggle with their self-esteem and self-worth will get these men um, that they attract in who are just you know, they're just at two different levels. And so that's why I thought it was great that you wanted to talk about this topic, because I want to learn what does it take for a woman to attract a higher quality man into her life? And um, what can we do to keep him here? So let's start with that. What makes a woman attractive to a quality man? Well, I'm I'm glad you asked. And and I want to kind of circle back to something you said about people uh, like you're women you work with dating below their station, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally agree with that. And it's one of the unfortunate aspects of a lot of the misinformation that's out there regarding how to get a man. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of what I call low quality information. In other words, information saying you need to contort yourself. You need to be somebody you're not. And we get this from when we're very little, right? We grow up and we constantly be a message that you're not enough. It's in every advertisement. You're not enough unless you have this product. It's in all kinds of movies. It's in all these different places that keep telling us we're not enough. So we decide we have to be somebody other than ourselves to be desirable. And what happens is we start doing all these techniques or strategies, whatever you want to call them, that actually ask us to minimize ourselves. Right. To essentially dumb ourselves down to this basic level. It's what I call vanilla. I like, yes. Everybody's just vanilla. So what? I'll give you an example. I I do work with with women a lot of times around their, their dating profiles because clearly it's helpful to get feedback from a man who's your target (laughs) how does this land does it make sense is it conveying what you want and this woman brought me her profile and I'd I'd known her casually we'd met at different social occasions over the years and I look at her profile and I would have never guessed it was her there was nothing distinctive in the profile it was generic it said all the regular things of I like to be outdoors. I love the mountains. I love to travel. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, right. I could take this and stick it on everybody else's profile and nobody would know the difference. Right. And what happened was we looked at the statistics behind her profile. She'd had it up there for less than a year. She'd had 12,000 views of her profile. 
less than 100 people had contacted her at all. Oh, wow. Not a good rate. <laughs> because there was no reason. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, okay, she's nice. She's pretty, yeah. but so? Average. So, you know, everybody else on this page. Right. So what makes a woman attractive is actually being unique. Right. I always say your, your individuality is your currency. I love that, yeah. That's what makes you valuable. Being the same as everyone else just makes you the same as everyone else. It's, right. It makes it a really hard road to try and be noticed. Right. So the main qualities that men are looking for, and a lot of women are, you know, again, we're, we're told this all the time because the focus is on the external. Oh, you got to look this way. You got to act this way. But when, we, when men get surveyed about this, the number one thing they're interested in is a woman that is confident. And in order to be confident, what goes hand in hand with that is being authentic. Well, when you dumb yourself down, right. both of those things totally. disappear. So what essentially happens is we were talking about dating below your, your level, but so to speak. So I'm just going to use some random numbers here. Let's say a high quality man vibrates at, at I don't know, I'll call it a, fact, a number of 80. He vibrates at 80. You're looking for a high quality man, but you show up vibrating at 40. Yeah. Not that interesting to Mr. High Quality Man. Right, right. But you know you're actually an 80, but you're not showing it. Yeah. So he doesn't know you're an 80. He sees the 40 and he goes, huh, that's a nice lady. Not that interesting. He never calls you back. Yeah. You're so right on with this. I just have to say like that. And I love how you're describing it because that that is exactly what I see with people. They just, they know that they have that, but they're terrified to show it. To the world yeah and it's it's one of those catch-22s i'll tell you about personal experience I, I had numerous times dating and i'm single so i'm dating and <laughs> over the years this has happened over and over again where you know i meet someone at a party or however we get introduced we decide we're going to get together i go to meet them for whatever it is it could be a hike could be coffee could be whatever we're doing and they've essentially disappeared. And what I mean by that is they've become invisible. I don't recognize them, literally. I mean, I recognize them physically, but I don't recognize the same interesting, passionate, unique woman that I met originally because she's now playing it safe. Right. And playing it safe, in my opinion, is code for hiding the good stuff. Right. It's how we go, oh, let's just do the safe stuff because we don't want to scare them away. Because we think what makes us distinctive is going to make him walk away. Well, it could. That's a possibility. However, if that does, good. <laughs> the sooner the better. Let's get rid of the guy who doesn't really like the true you. Right. But you're eliminating <clears throat> the opportunity for someone who does like the true you, to, even though you exist. Exactly. And then you wonder why they weren't interested. Because in your head, you're going, we have so much in common. But he doesn't know that because it's just in your head. So right so on. it's missed. And then this is where I get this question. I'm sure you do too, Shelley, is, well, we had so much in common. I was going to tell him that later. <laughs> and it's the myth that you're right. going to have more time. Right, right. Well, not unless you've actually earned it. And the way you earn it is by being yourself. Because from the man's perspective, 
every time we approach a woman, there's a risk involved, right, of being rejected. Mm -hmm. So you have to give us a reason for it to be worth the risk. And if you're just another generic vanilla person, eh, it's not worth going over there to have somebody reject me. So, but if there's something really interesting, it's like, I, I'm, I'll take that risk any day. Right. So you've got to bring that A game to the table so that they can go, wow. Yeah, this is, this is how you get guys to ask you for a second date before dessert shows up. Right. They're like, are you kidding me? This is the most amazing evening I've ever had. Yeah. Not, oh, it was nice. She was fun. That's not going to make somebody want to risk being rejected again. Right. I love that. And it, that requires so much vulnerability. You know, yeah. I think that's the that's the hard part. People, you know, you because of that fear of rejection, you don't want to put yourself out there. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelly Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello, welcome back. Apologize, I apologize for the technical difficulties. Once in a while that happens and Man, I was really wanting to hear what Ken had to say, but maybe I was meant not to hear it. I don't know. Ken, can you can you tell us some more about um, why it's important for us to be vulnerable enough to put ourselves out there and be seen in authentic ways with these men? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I think actually, Shelley, it's the gods just didn't want us to know the marketing gods and all these people <laughs> that that make their living from giving this bad information. We're like mm-hmm. trying to squash this good information from the world so right. luckily we've resolved it 
Kevin did a great job of pulling everything back together. So, yes, I'd be happy to talk more about that. Um, so, you're right. It, it, it requires vulnerability. It absolutely does. However, without vulnerability, there's no intimacy. And one of the big myths is that I'll be vulnerable with you after you prove you're worthy of it. Right. <laughs> but you're never going to get there. That's the, the catch-22, is if you show up vanilla, he's never going to put in the energy to get you to where you feel like you trust him right. in order for you to show up. <clears throat> right. And then, here's the other part that doesn't work in that equation, is you're already invested. Now you're like, oh, he's a great guy. I really love him. This guy's wonderful. I, I see a future. Now it's even more risky to be yourself. It's more dangerous. It's more scary because what if I do show up as myself and he doesn't like it? Right. So you're even more motivated to disappear. Right. And this is the slippery slope to where you get to a point, and this is why I created the event going from feeling invisible to being irresistible is women tell me all the time they feel invisible. He doesn't yeah. see me. He doesn't understand me. He doesn't appreciate me. And then when we dig deeper, we find out you've never really shared with him the real you, which ends up going, well, nobody's going to win in that equation. But the great thing about that, when you think about it, is that means you have the power to change it. Right. It's totally up to you. Yeah, it, it's a risk. But if you look at what's the other risk, it quickly makes sense to be more vulnerable because the other risk is... You're in a series of relationships where you're not fulfilled, where your needs aren't being met, where you're not understood and appreciated, and it feels empty and alone, even though you're with someone. Right, right. Well, what I always like to tell people, like, you know, when people are afraid to to put themselves out there with that, with that vulnerability, and they're afraid of rejection, you know, I always say, well, so what if you get rejected? Like you're creating this story about rejection that means something about you and your worth as a person, your value as a person. And you don't have to buy that story. You don't have to have that kind of storyline in your life. It could be that, okay, I put myself out there. We aren't a good match. He quote unquote rejected me and I can be okay. Like, good. That frees up the space for the right man to come in. It doesn't have to be something negative against you. It's just, you know, you you get to open yourself up um, in a real way. And it's the best way to find that compatible partner. So allow it to happen. Like, open yourself up for that to happen, because it's going to get you to that person quicker if you can take it from this perspective, you know? Yeah, and, and I think the other piece of the equation is if we view the process of, you know, meeting people and if they don't like you, that's fine, as a sorting process, it's not a competition, it's not a judgment, it's, oh, you're, you're a wonderful person, you're just not what I'm looking for. Right, It doesn't right. make you bad. Yeah. It doesn't make you flawed. It's actually a gift because that just saved you all that time and energy and emotion of getting involved with somebody who doesn't really have that interest. So you allow yourself to be seen 
so that, like you said, Shelley, you can more quickly get to the people who want what you have. Right. Who can't wait. They're like, oh my gosh, I never thought I'd meet somebody like this. Right. That's when it's just, that's the magic, right? That's when you're going, I never imagined this. I, I'll tell you about a, a couple I, I, well, I had the privilege of, of working with the woman and then she eventually met her husband and and after her first date, so this woman, Amanda, had done some work with me, and she told me she's all excited. She's got a date coming up, and, and she's like, yeah, I'm really excited about this guy. So she texts me after the date. She said, yeah, it was fabulous. I did all the stuff we were talking about. I was never more confident or comfortable on a date in my life. I had a great time. About a half hour later, she sends me up. She forwards me the text that this guy, Justin, just sent her. Justin's text says, you're the most amazing woman. I want to treat you like a queen because you deserve it. Wow. One date. That's awesome. <laughs> We're now married. Wow. And it's that like, works. But the thing was, she's like, I never let myself show up like that. Mm-hmm. I was always trying to manage it. I was always trying to be safe. I was always trying to, oh, I don't want them to, to think I'm too, quote unquote, weird. Yeah. When the reality is, that's how we keep ourselves from finding the person that can really love us for who we are. Right. Right. Absolutely. But you're right. It is a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, um, what are the things that can cause a man to adore a woman in this way and send a text message like that? Like, <laughs> you're a queen. What, what will make a man do that? The biggest thing is, and this is going to sound totally contrary to everything every woman listening has ever been told, (laughs) it's your needs. Your needs and how you communicate them are what allow a man to adore you. Mm. And here's why. I always use the analogy of, of, so ladies, imagine that you're a flower. And we all know every flower in the world has different needs, right? It has different amount of water and sunlight and different types of soil. It has different requirements, so it can be its greatest expression, its most beautiful bloom. You have needs as well. And that's what's required for you to be your greatest expression. So when you can share those needs with your man, you just tapped into what he's designed for. We all know men are providers. Right. Inner protectors. We're wired to do this. So when you present your needs, he then has a purpose in your life to provide this for you. Right. So he's thrilled. Now, here's the key. The number one quality that men are drawn to that cause a man to want to love a woman is self-confidence. Mm-hmm. So think about this. When you get your needs met, are you more confident? Yes. So you just became more of what he's looking for. I now, love the second it. thing that draws a man to want to love you is authenticity. Mm-hmm. And in order to get your needs met, you have to be authentic. Right. So now you're doing the number one and two things that draw a man to you. And all you have to do is express your needs so they can be met because that gives him a purpose. Can you share a little bit, because what I could hear women saying is, well, what if I sound too needy? Like, how can you help people differentiate between maybe being 
or feeling like they're being needy and then tell, expressing what their needs are. Yes. And you know what? I heard that question too. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the number one question. It's the yeah. natural progression, right? Well, if I have right. needs, I'm needy. Right. Yes and no. You're not needy in the sense of a negative neediness. Right. Everyone has needs. Just like that flower. We don't judge the flower because it needs more water. Oh, right. you're so needy. <laughs> right. No, we go, oh, okay, because I want you to be your greatest expression. Mm-hmm. If I buy that flower and I know I can't provide those needs, I don't buy the flower. I move on. Right? So your needs, let them go, ooh, this is somebody I know I can partner with. I can bring that forward. Here's the thing. First of all, you've got to be clear about what the difference is between needs and wants. And secondly, your needs are the things that allow you to be your best self. You also have to be invested enough in those needs. So let's say he doesn't provide it for some reason. A real need is something you will have a plan B for. You will actually take care of yourself if nobody else does. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you're thirsty, yes, it'd be wonderful if somebody brought you a glass of water. But if they didn't, you would take care of that yourself. Right. So that's a true need. Now, the difference between having needs and being needy is we all have needs. Needy is when you continually ask for something and you're not willing to take care of it yourself. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I had a gentleman give me this example. He said he dated this woman who constantly would run out of gas in her car. <laughs> Like once a week, she's calling him going, hey, Jim, I ran out. of. Can you bring me something? Can you bring me fuel or can you pick me up? Right. All the time, right? And he's thinking to himself, okay, your car has that little gauge. It has a light that goes on. You know, there's all these things to remind you and help you not run out of gas. And yet you continually wait for me to rescue you. Right. That's needy. Right. So that's the distinction. Everybody has needs. Right. Well, and I, that kind of reminds me of, um, I know that you're a big uh, fan of Alison Armstrong, mm-hmm. and we had her on the show uh, several weeks ago. And one of the things that she talks about, which is, you know, it sounds like it's the same concept that you're sharing here, is men, you know, when, when a woman asks for help with something, you know, that you really need help with, men will stop whatever it is that they're doing and be happy to help you. But if it's something like that, like where they feel like they have to rescue you because you did something that could have been prevented, um, you know, like the gas thing, like you keep running out of gas, that can be irritating or it can be like you, you might even get a lecture from a guy like, well, why didn't you think about filling the gas tank before? How can you do this differently? Um, so it's kind of like, you know, not being this damsel in distress, mm-hmm. yet not being afraid to ask for help when you need it as well, because that will call out this provider protector in a man that can feel really good to a guy, right? And it can also feel good to us as women if we know how to allow that and and receive that kind of support and help. Yeah, Absolutely. And part of this is knowing how to communicate with them. Right. You need to be able to communicate in a way that's in partnership. That's not demanding or demeaning or, you know, um, entitled. Right. But you're in partnership. 
Yeah. And you're going, hey, I have this need, you know, I need to make sure I have enough gas in the car tomorrow. Maybe you say, can you can you go get gas for me? Because I'm not going to have time in the morning. I know I'll forget and then I'll run out. Right. Well, that's yeah. different than knowing that you didn't have enough gas in the car, not doing anything about it. Right. <laughs> running out. Now he has to change his world to come run and rescue you. Right. And you do right. this all the time. <laughs> that's the difference between helping and saving, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So express our needs, have self-confidence, and be authentic. That's mm-hmm. really um, what men are looking for. And, and I want to add one other thing, Shelley, because uh-huh. there's a piece to this that um, sometimes can help women to do that step we were talking about earlier about being more vulnerable and showing up authentically. And that is, they've actually done studies on this, that when a woman expresses her passion, and I'm not talking about romantic passion, I'm talking about something she's passionate about, could be a hobby, could be a, a cause, whatever it is. They've done research where they they uh, did functional MRIs on men. Mm-hmm. And when they were witnessing women either doing whatever this passion was, that activity, or even talking about it, what happened was there was actually a download of uh, endorphins to the man that gave him a feeling of well-being. Wow. So he's biologically wired to feel better when you're expressing your passions. That is awesome that they have some science behind that. Yeah, so it's, it's... it's not like as much of a wild card as you think. Mm-hmm. And and I'll give you an example. A, a good friend of mine, Julie, is uh, a landscape designer. And she is a self-proclaimed proclaimed plant geek. She can tell you everything about every plant you've ever seen. And it's fascinating because I don't understand anything, really. I mean, she can go into the whole Latin names and all that kind of stuff. And I'll be walking down the street with her. And there'll be, you know, some plant growing up in the sidewalk and she'll stop and be like, Oh my gosh, this is a, (laughs) and it does this, it propagates this way. And it's the most thing. And it's the only one that does this. And she can tell me all this amazing stuff. And then she'll stop and catch herself. And she'll look at me and go, I'm such a geek. And the whole time I'm beaming. Uh I don't have a clue what she's talking about. And I still love it. Wow. Because those passions, when you're in that passion, when you're expressing that passion, what you're doing is you're emanating life force energy. Right. And most of us men have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. But we love it. Yeah. It's why you hear men when women say, you know, how come, what made you attract her? I don't know. There's just something about her. Yeah. We yeah. don't know. We don't have the language for it. But we know it when we see it and we can't get enough. Right. So that's why expressing those passions, those unique aspects that make you distinctive, that's a goldmine. Right. And he doesn't it, even have a choice. I love He's it. He's wired to feel better when you're doing that. Right. That's good. That's really good to know. And some, you know, for people that doubt that, just having that science behind it, I think is huge. Um, you know, and if you're with a guy who doesn't seem to get that, excitement about your passions then he's probably not the right person for you you know that's good you can still appreciate your passion and that energy you're putting out Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily go oh all i gotta do is go express my passion for quilting with you know george clooney (laughs) and he's gonna fall in my arms no (laughs) it still has to match up right but 
I'm saying that so you understand there's not as much risk to it as you think. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I want to share this with you because it blew me away when I found this. So a lot of people are afraid of, you know, I don't want to be too weird. Uh-huh. You hear that a lot, that language, right? Yes. So I did some research. Do you know what the original meaning of the word weird was? No. What is it? The power to control destiny. Oh, my goodness. Really? Hmm. That just gave that me the chills when you said that. Sounds pretty good, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was the original meaning. And it's been twisted over the centuries to be a negative thing. Interesting. Wow. Okay. I love that. Man, I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> Power to control your destiny. Huh. So be weird, people. Mm-hmm. That's good. I love that. Okay. So anything else about this? Just about what women can do to attract in those men? You know, that's the main part. Okay. Obviously, there's going to be nuanced differences individually, but it's really showing up, being yeah. yourself, showing up authentically, knowing that if, if it's not a match, it's, that's not a judgment. It's just not a match. That's a favor yeah. for both of you. So yeah. you can move on to the people that are. Okay. I love that. So helpful. And I love that you're, you know... What's refreshing to me about your work, Ken, is that you have such a focus on being authentic and not playing these games to kind of, you know, like, say these magical things and bring a guy in. Like, your your genuine truth and your desire to have people be in that authentic space, be themselves, is so nice because there are a lot of other, um, you know, dating coaches and people out there who try to get people to do things that are inauthentic and um, it's just it's lovely to hear a man that says that so I just want to thank you for that I think it's um, it's it makes you unique and stand out in this work thank you yeah and you know the motivation behind that Shelley is my experience in the dating world was what I expressed earlier of you meet this amazing woman you go to have a date with her and she's gone She's doing all the strategy. She's playing it safe. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I must have I must have missed something here. Yeah. And you just go, her self-confidence disappeared. She isn't being authentic at all. She's certainly not sharing any passions. And you're like, oh, great. Now I'm getting the interview questions. Uh-huh. What? I thought we had <laughs> gone past that. We already talked for a half hour. Where yeah. did this come back? And they're back to going to the safe stuff. And you're like, that's not interesting. So I have no doubt that I've missed what could have been amazing relationships with incredible women but they disappeared and so I didn't know it and myself and other men as well as all the women we're all suffering as a result right right definitely suffering well this is good uh, information to help us stop suffering hopefully Mm. so why don't we move on to another topic we'll just kind of maybe start talking about it but I want to talk about boundaries and why boundaries are important to a long term relationship yes that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I'm guessing for a lot of you ladies listening just the word boundary made you cringe (laughs) <laughs> because most women, when I ask them, I'll say, you know, what's it, what do you feel when you think about setting a boundary? They're like fear. Right. It's not comfortable. And the reason is 
there are very few women I've ever met in all the years I've been doing this that set boundaries. And I don't mean that you don't think you do. It's that you, what you think are boundaries are not. Instead of boundaries, you're creating defenses. And I'd be scared of those too. Mm-hmm. Because they're not doing what you think they're doing. Right. So a boundary, let me back up. So a defense is when you've gotten to the end of your rope, like something's been going on that you just don't like, or you never did in the first place, but you never said anything. And now you're just like, ah, oh, I got it. And all of a sudden you go, you got to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. That's a wall. And the feminine nature feels safe when it's connected. Right. Well, walls sever connections. So, of course, boundaries aren't comfortable. Right. So you have to shift that belief and shift how you're approaching boundaries in order to have comfort around having your protection, having your safe space. Right. That makes perfect sense. And, and especially I can say more about that, but I, I think we got a break coming up, so I don't want to get us down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's let's kind of yeah, we'll just table that for a moment. We're going to take a quick commercial break here and we'll be back in a few. Uh, you are listening to Destination Love. You can find me at thelovestrategist.com. We'll see you in a few. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Attention, if you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Aliens with Gas is the program you're listening to. We are the Extraterrestrial Rock Show airing every Saturday afternoon on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. And then it gets radio played on Sunday night. And that is on 99.1 FM in the East Valley and on 93.9 FM in the West Valley of Phoenix, Arizona. And I dig that because you're doing the, the Brady Bunch thing, aren't you? I am. Because <laughs> I have you, a, you know, a theremin app. If anybody knows the Brady Bunch, what I'm talking about. Nice. Never gets old. Thank you, and keep watching the skies. (laughs) That's every Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelly Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelly at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. 
Hello, welcome back. We are here talking to Ken Bechtel about how to attract a high-quality man. And uh, when just before the commercial break, we started to talk about boundaries and why they're so important. So, Ken, let's go back to that. Um, you started to tell us that, like, the thing that I loved that you said is women work for connection. Like, and so we get afraid to set boundaries because we feel like we're putting a wall up or we're, we're breaking that connection. So please share with us more about how we can set boundaries and why it's important to. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, that connection is vital. It's actually one of the biggest driving forces in the feminine nature. Uh, and when I'm talking about feminine, I'm talking about feminine energy. We all have it. But for women, it's even bigger. It's instinctive that that connection creates safety. And you know this. I mean, it shows up all over in your life. If somebody walks out of the room without saying goodbye, you feel disconnected. Right. It's that fragile. So boundaries are like a nightmare. (laughs) It's like, are you kidding me? You want me to put a wall between me and my partner? Right. I will never have a connection with them again, which is why it's typical for women to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait until they're about ready to explode. And then they throw up this great big boundary. You can't do that ever again. And the guy's like, huh? Right. I've been smiling through all of this. I didn't even know it was an issue. (laughs) Right. Totally. So it's not a boundary. It's a wall. It's a defense. Boundaries are about ownership. So here's the example I like to use. Imagine you have a beautiful home with a lovely yard and there's a little white picket fence around it. Now that white picket fence isn't really gonna keep anybody out of your yard. If they wanna get in, they can climb right over it. It's not that big a deal. But it denotes ownership. Right. This is my yard. Like that, yeah. This is the space I need to be my best self. Now I can invite you in. I can also ask you to leave. That's a boundary. A boundary is ownership. Mm-hmm. As soon as it gets into that charge where you're having to defend, now you're creating a wall. And that severs the, the relationship. Right. It absolutely does. Which So the reason you're relating to boundaries in a negative way is you're misnaming them. If you're honest and you go, oh, I don't ever set boundaries. I build walls. Mm-hmm. I build barriers. I'm trying to keep them out or keep me in. Yeah. Which is isolating. So in a relationship, so let's think about your you're standing there in your yard, you've got this nice picket fence around your yard, and your neighbor walks by. You can have all the conversation you want with them, you can interact with them. It doesn't stop anything. The connection's still there. But you've clarified the space you need for your best self. Mm-hmm. And that's really what boundaries are about. It's how do I own what's necessary for me? And the best way to create a boundary is early. The very first time you get that little whisper in your ear, that niggling doubt that says, something needs to be different. Mm -hmm. Then you go, ooh, hey, this isn't feeling right. I, I think I need you to, you know, whatever back off or give me more space or give me more time, whatever it is, from the very beginning, 
because then there's no charge. Then it's just a point of conversation. And they can be like, well, what do you mean? Oh, when you did that, it didn't feel very good. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. You just set a boundary. You actually draw them closer because now you're both learning more about each other. Right. How can we support each other? And by the way, if how somebody responds to your needs, which boundaries are owning your needs, that's what they really are. Right. How someone responds to that will tell you a lot about what type of partner they'll be. Right. Actually, it'll tell you if they'll, they're even a candidate to be a partner. Because <laughs> right. if they're dismissive, if they're dimini- diminishing and they're like, oh, you're so needy or yeah, yeah. why are you so sensitive or whatever, hello, pay attention. Especially, ladies, if it's when you're first meeting someone, there's another myth out there, which is it'll get better later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remind yourself, when a man is meeting you and, and dating you for the first whatever period of time, he's bringing his A-game. Yes. He doesn't come in going, oh, I'll just kind of half-ass this. Right. No, that's the best he's got. And if that doesn't work for you, it's not going to get better later. Right. you got to be honest with yourself. And that's part of your boundaries. You're going, yeah, this doesn't work for me. And he doesn't really care. Right. Hmm. Is this how I want to live my life? No, and that's why when you can present those boundaries early on, as soon as you get that little indication that something's off, that way you're less far down the road. You're less invested, and you can go, ah, oh, yeah, if, if he won't even do these little things now, I need to think about that before I move forward. So that's why the boundaries are so important is they set the tone for everything throughout, and you're going to have boundaries that show up all throughout your life. Right. So being comfortable speaking to that is another aspect of owning your needs and standing up for them. Right. Right. And remembering, like, you know, along those lines, like, uh, women, we do, we are good at, at looking at a man and thinking, oh, I can change that. And I always say, like, date, like, this is the reality. Don't, don't date the fantasy or the ideal version of a person, look at the reality of it. And most people show everything you need to know about them in the in the beginning. I mean, they may not get to the depths of all their secrets and that kind of stuff, but behaviors, um, their actions speak volumes. So I agree with you, Ken, like setting those boundaries and, and looking at it as, um, you know, kind of a testing period to see how people respond to that um, is crucial in the very beginning so that you're not wasting time with somebody that can't meet your needs in that way. Yeah. And, and the other piece from a man's perspective, I've asked men over and over again, I'm like, what do you think of women with strong boundaries? And <laughs> you're going to love this. Literally what they say is that's hot. Wow. I love it. And they'd say that because it sets them up to win. You just... We're clear about what you need. Well, yep. guess what? He's a provider. Yep. He's like, oh, cool, because I hate guessing. Right. Give <laughs> me a roadmap. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Men love when you have boundaries. When it changes every time they turn around, they don't know what's going on, and they can't tell which one you actually like. That's a living hell. I love it. So, ladies, have courage. Set some boundaries. <laughs> It's a gift for both of you. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. That's so good. So let's, um, 
let me ask you this question. What's the number one thing to focus on if a woman wants to find her Mr. Right? Um, let's see. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, how much hair he has? No, that's not it. The number one thing, and it's, it's going to sound ridiculously simple, but it, this is how simple it really is. You want to focus on how you feel when you're with a man. Mm. Because Mr. Right is a feeling. Yeah. It's not a thing. It's not what he has or what he does. It's how you feel when you're with that person. Right? I'm guessing every one of you listening has been with somebody that like on paper looked perfect, mm-hmm. but it never quite felt right. Right. It's what your feelings are, because those feelings are your internal guidance. It's actually how the divine is speaking to you. Yes. So when you can pay attention to that, which again is totally opposite of everything else. Matter of fact, our culture said, oh, you don't want to, you're so feely and and sensitive and emotional. No, no, no. That's your guidance system. So when you feel like, wow, I feel so comfortable with this person. I'll give you an example. One of my dear friends, Wakenda, I... Her and her husband, Chris, I was just at her 40th birthday party. I performed their wedding. And when she met Chris, she was also, had met this other guy who was like the guy. He was wealthy. He treated her to all fabulous things and whatever. And he was, you know, the guy on paper, right? And she called me one day and she said, you know, I met this one guy. He's really all these things that, you know, I think I want. And then Chris, I've known him for years and, I just feel so great around him. I have such a great time when I'm with him. And she's like, I don't know what to do. So she went down the perfect guy on paper route. She starts dating the the wealthy, good-looking guy. And they have an okay time. And ultimately, that ends very quickly. And she finds out later he was, you know, hitting on all her girlfriends and whatever. There was nothing there that made her ever feel good about being with him. But he was supposed to be the right kind of guy. She goes over to Chris and she's like, I, I just always have fun being around him. Mm-hmm. Here's my favorite part about this. She goes, but I don't understand because he's not my type. Because types are based on form. Right. What does he do? What does he have? So on right. and so forth. That doesn't make you feel good. It didn't make her feel safe or welcome or, or appreciated or loved. But Chris, who wasn't quote unquote her form, her type, was perfect. And now they're married and very happy. Mm. So follow the feeling. It's about feelings, not forms. Right. And I and I think women are so good at ignoring those feelings. Yes. I've been talking about this a lot uh, recently and writing some blogs on it because we have that intuition. We all do, men and women. And mm-hmm. we just ignore it. We we. We think of, we hear the voice in our, you know, like the chatter in our minds that tells us do this or look for this or this is how he's supposed to be. While underneath it all, your gut is just screaming at you. And you've got to trust that. Like that will never misguide you. Yep. Yeah. So I'm glad. And I love to hear that from a man's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, cause as women, we can kind of talk about that amongst ourselves, but hearing it from a man, I think is, um, really powerful and really validating for us. Good. So yeah. thank you. We, we know it. We can tell. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Ken, we're kind of, we're nearing the end of the show, and God, I just this has really been a great conversation. I I truly appreciate your wisdom and your authenticity and, and willingness to share this with everyone. And I'm sure that our listeners are wondering uh, where they might be able to find you. So can you tell us a little bit more about where people can find you and if there are certain ways people can work with you? Absolutely, thank you. Yeah. So the best place to find me and find my work is on speakingofpartnership.com, which is the website for the podcast. Um, As Shelly mentioned earlier, the podcast is amazing. It's one of my favorite things to do. I interview unbelievable people from all over the, the planet about relationships, and we talk about their personal experiences. Where do they fall down? Where do they learn things? How they move forward to have a positive effect on their lives? So it's a great resource. You can go to iTunes if you want and, and uh, you know subscribe to it there, download it there as well. Um, so that's the best place. And on that main page, if you scroll to the bottom, you're going to see when I have free webinars, which I actually have one coming up. Um, it's coming up next Thursday. So certainly grab that. Um, but there's always new ones up there. So you can always get free content that way. Um, The other thing I want to let you know about is uh, coming up very soon here, April 29th and 30th in uh, Boulder, Colorado, is the training that that Shelly mentioned at my introduction, which is called From Invisible to Irresistible. And it's designed for a two-day workshop where we're going to come together, community of women, with myself and a couple other guys that are going to be guiding you through how to get past those beliefs that keep you small, keep you diminished, keep you hidden, and bring forth your true nature because we were all born irresistible and it's been trained out of us. Which is wow. good because it means that you can reattach to it. You can reconnect. Right. It's not something you have to learn from scratch. And that's what we're going to take you through. So you walk out the door knowing what it takes to support you to be irresistible, your best self at all times with all people. That sounds so amazing. I might have to check that out, Ken. You might see me there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you again for uh, just sharing yourself with us today. And I hope everybody's enjoyed this as much as I have. Um, I just want to remind people that um, you can find me at thelovestrategist.com. And I do have the love style quiz that you can take if you want to learn more about your attachment style. Uh, that is on our homepage here if you want to click on that. So thank you, and I will see you next week. Thank you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved. Be loved.